Hey everyone, welcome back to Casual History. Today we talk about the true history of Christopher Columbus. We Once are again back to drop more knowledge on you guys. Yes. Um, I brought in the subject today mm-hmm. um, and I chose Christopher Columbus. Which I just now heard for the first time. Yes. Um, okay. I asked him if he wanted to kind of have a sense of where we're going today. And he was like, no, I just want to hear it when you say it. That's right. I wanted to be surprised. So that's what we're doing. It's part of the fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a lot about his life in general mm-hmm. um we're gonna get into that he was not a great guy right well yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> for those who know but um we're gonna that's a general topic we'll get into sure um, i also want to talk about why he became what we uh know him as now like mm. what made him to be this symbol right um there's a history there of why he was adopted into our um, society as a, a figure right um and then I, I want to kind of walk through his life um, because I feel like um, you kind of get a better sense of uh, really what actually happened in history mm-hmm. and even the real um, sense of how it left off. And there was a gap of time to where it was, we'll get into it. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll just get into it. Let's do it. Um, but I want to start off. So I, I kind of want to go over what we think are always taught, right? Sure. They're taught um, that... Uh, Christopher Columbus discovered was, America. Right. The brave explorer, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> um, yes. Uh, I think it was 1492 was the date that he yes, was supposed correct. to set um, foot on North America for the first See, time. See, okay, so just going off of my knowledge, yeah, I do know, I mean, again, I, I don't know his full life, but I do know, obviously, that he did not discover America and that he landed in the Bahamas. Correct. Let me hit you with I know, some facts, Jake. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, that's, he that's never about what set I know. foot on American soil. Right. I just want to clear that up Bahamas? right off the bat. Huh? Right, Bahamas only, um, right? He uh, caused mass extinction of native people. <sighs> um, these are just some brief, uh, big, bigger topics there. <laughs> yeah, um, you know. And just in general, he's done some horrible, horrible things. <laughs> yeah, I have no And so doubt. when I was going through his life, it made me... Because, um, again, you're taught in cartoons and the things that you... I was brought up on in school and history books. Oh yeah. It starts with Christopher Columbus. Like you open the page, there's no in about the natives. There's nothing. It's just Christopher Columbus discovered America. Boom. We're in. That's how the, the, in general, how America started, right? That was kind of the, right. the starting point for history. Who, who did there. he pay? Well, to be I'll in American you, history. Books. I'll tell you in a, in a, actually let's get into that first. <laughs> Good time. PR so, spinner. First off, I just want to hit you with, of course, like we're saying now, Native Americans called um, North America home for perhaps, it's estimated 15,000 years before Columbus arrived. That's right. But Columbus never arrived, but you know, whatever. (laughs) But you Um, know. I know. Uh, Norsemen actually reached North America centuries before Columbus, um, and even his contemporaries uh, may have reached the New World first. So um, in any event, Columbus never even set foot on the North American uh, mainland as John Cabot did in 1497. He's mm. the guy that really 
was technically the first person that was European that wasn't a yes. native. To you have to put asterisks around. I it do have to put also history is long. And uh-huh. we're still discovering new stuff about Who knows? the first people to step Someone foot in America. Someone else could have been and absolutely got lost. But asterisks, you're right. right. Yeah. Um, so even by the time Columbus died, um, he's kind of a forgotten figure. Uh, he uh, same with John Cabot. Uh, both of them were largely ignored um, within a decade or so of their deaths. So these guys weren't known even in the time that they lived. So or people died. didn't know about their. You're no. telling me that people didn't know that they were sailing to the New World? Well, no, they or, knew that, but uh, they're fi- yeah. you know the figurehead that they are now. What well, John Cabot is known, like it's some some places still celebrate um, his founding day or the day I, that he. I want to be straight up honest with you. I have never heard that name before. Yeah. Well, uh, he, again, he's one of the forgotten people. Yeah. Um, but there is a big reason why, and let's get into that. Okay. Um, first off, like I said, they're both kind of largely ignored by history. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't really uh there wasn't really a legacy there for Columbus after he died um and the thing that changed was so during the revolutionary war this is kind of the first kind of step so 1777 was kind of the first step of Columbus being brought back into the fold um so American colonists ah. needed a heroic symbol. Yes. Um, Which is just new, good, just good yeah. propaganda stuff right? right there. And of course, so it was kind of choosing between John Cabot um, and Columbus. Well, right? Why did they choose Columbus? Like, you well, know, here we history go. of a bad uh, dude. Cabot uh, was English. Oh. And uh, Columbus was not. And so uh, <laughs> he fit the bill. They just needed some alterations to a story. It's all coming together. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he fit the bill rather nicely, you know? Right. And um, I don't want to, again, I don't want to besperge his name yeah. just, like, by throwing random stuff out there. But, like, the little things that I've learned counteractive to um, history books, obviously, that, like, I've heard he was a bad sailor. I've heard that Columbus was a drunk. Hmm. I heard that Columbus was a hack. I, well, I've heard lots of, like, I, really bad, like, like, even just take away how terrible of a person he probably was. Like, just his ability alone like to do the job of discovering america like he was kind of a hack well, that's that's all i you've, really you've heard, know but here here's some real stuff so suppose um we'll get into it but he was actually well known as being a good navigator okay and sailor okay so, so that see? wasn't really the the problem um <laughs> so much so things. much more so much more um <laughs> so uh like i said he kind of became the symbol for the that was the first time his name kind of got brought back into the fold of being anything worthy of note. Mm. You know, was like, he still alive? He was still alive, right? No, no, no. This is no. So, so 1492. Sorry. This is a 1777. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. During the Correct. revolutionary war. Right. Um, man, he never got to live to see his name. Oh, go in infamy. no, no. Oh no. <laughs> um, oh man. Um, and of course, John Cabot was a much, much better person um, to have made, uh, you know, this symbol. Right. Um, but Cabot, of course, sailed under um, an inconvenient flag. You know, that was right. kind of where it was known as well. We need American heroes. Yeah. Well, he was, well, Columbus was an American. But it was just he anybody was migra- else. Yeah. It was yeah. anybody else but someone they could. Uh, Which makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, in particular, after 1776, I'm going to read this because this is kind of a good um, point of note. Yeah. Americans don't really want to associate themselves with things uh english things including cabot the rep uh he represents the british claims to north america at the time and when the united states is asserting its independence 
Um, what they like about Columbus is that at this time, he's being portrayed as being almost an enlightened figure. Um, he represents freedom, a guy who had turned his back on the old war- worlds and sailed in the name of a monarch and then been treated very badly by that monarch. Mm. Yeah, that was kind so of the reasoning. Exactly like America. Um, America. Yeah. And they just kind of forgot about Cabot. <laughs> just kind well, of I mean, let him go. He's um, British. What are like, you going to do? Yeah, well, like I said, his Discovery Day is celebrated still um, in Newfoundland and, and Labrador. Oh, really? Where he set foot on um, mainland North America, but he quickly faded, um, even as uh, Columbus kind of took a, a meteoric rise. Right. <laughs> okay, now, am I wrong, but did he did he land somewhere in, like, uh, what is now Canada border? I could not tell you about okay. Cabot that well. Again, it was a touchstone for me sure. when I was going through it. I there's probably a lot. Should have, there's a lot. There's a <laughs> no, lot. No, no, no. There's a lot. Um, yeah, that was kind of the first symbol of, uh, not symbol, the first resurgence of Columbus in general. Like okay. since he died, and I'll tell you when he died. He died in like 1504, if I'm remembering. What did he die of? Do you know? Um, uh, he was sick. He was like 52 years old. We're already oh. getting to the death here. So We're kind old of skipping age. ahead. Um, yeah. Well, no, not old age. He had a bunch of he had an illness, something uh, mm. tuberculosis. I think they oh, thought it was. I see. Um, so that was kind of the first. Seventeen seventy seven was the first time he was brought back up, and then eighteen ninety two was the next time where Columbus Day was first brought into the school system. So between seventeen seventy seven and eighteen um, ninety two, uh, I think they founded like Columbus and like different cities. So he kind of became again. It just his name was used in making America and like a touchstone for America up until uh, 1892, where he was implemented into the school system. Um, Why was he implemented? I guess just because so much had built around his name. That since. and again, it was the you're teaching your new uh, you're teaching kids. This that is America is great. Right. This is the guy who founded it. Screw those um, British guys. And they attached it to patriotism. Yeah. You know, right. they attached uh, the the thing, the spirit of freedom and bravery of traveling to the new world and America. You know, they yes. uh, they attributed it to patriotism. I see. So that was kind of and they there was something with the Pledge of Allegiance where it first started as well, but it all kind of tied together to be like, again, cemented his name in American culture as wow. a thing. Um, wow. And then in 1893, so a year later after that happened, um, Columbus became the theme for the World Expo in Chicago. So branded him to everyone that he was kind of America's hero. Uh, wow. Like he, exactly. Yeah. It's it's wild. Imagine you dying a rather like and having a semi uneventful life. Okay, okay. I say uneventful, but yeah. I mean like oh, non-history marking <laughs> life. Yeah. And then hundreds of years later, countries like cheering your name. Yeah. But in your lifetime, you well, got none of he that. He wasn't even trying to find. He thought he was going to hit Asia, which we'll get into. He His whole thing was him thinking he was going to hit Asia. Right. But, because the spice trade. It Wasn't it something to do with India? Um, um here I'll we'll go through that no yeah actually but so Please after after me. the night that kind of happened right that mm. was kind of announced to the world really everyone kind of thought of uh, Columbus as that guy for America right right um, became a national and holiday he further became embedded into the society um, there's a a group called the Knights of Columbus mm-hmm. um, which is a Catholic sh- social club which was founded by Italian immigrants which is important because the Italians also took his name so as um, you know, people were coming over to America. They took him as a figurehead for their. Uh, so Italians weren't treat. They were treated kind of as a 
um, forever on the bottom of society in America, even mm. when they were coming over as, you know, everyone was immigrants, but they were kind of treated as the low of the low um, when they came over. And so the Italians looked at Columbus and used his name as a, hey, he was Italian. Uh, he came from Spain, I think, if I remember correctly. We're but just as he, American as he you was, guys. He was, a, exactly. It was used as a, hey, no, we're, we're here. This is our guy. He was the dude who found, you know, found America, right? Right. So again, cementing him in the culture. Huh. Right. Um, but yeah. Man, that, this thing goes way but interesting. farther. Interesting. Columbus, uh, a Catholic social club. thought that was interesting. That but is it was founded by Italian immigrants. Um, and then it was further cemented in our, in our world um, by a book uh, that was written by Washington Irving in 1928. Um, Everybody's just helping this dude out. Honestly. Honestly. Um, <laughs> Every step of the way. I don't know what it was, but um, it was glorif- this whole, the whole book was glorifying him as a brave, hero- heroic genius. Right. Um, and left out all of the horrible, horrible, real, terrible things terrible he did. Things he yes. did. Um, as history likes to do. So, yeah. Um, and then in 1937, by 1937, so this is where it gets kind of the last kind of um, mm-hmm. big thing for Columbus. Um, the Knights of Columbus had enough influence to persuade uh, Roosevelt to declare October 12th Columbus Day. So there, so the, the club is the reason why we have the national holiday to yes. begin with. Yes. How wild is that? But why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I, it was, a, it's, <laughs> oh I gosh. have no clue. Are you telling me the there's an, okay. So are you telling but, me that example? Yeah. <laughs> that a star Wars club didn't have enough years, influence. Yeah. In a hundred years, he might. <laughs> to push a president to make a national. You home. never know. In a hundred years, you started the club to get enough. Any influence. club. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, right? There you go, kids. Start your club now. Um, <laughs> you want a holiday? Yeah. Um, and I, I debate on whether getting into right off the bat. So like that's kind of the general, okay, that's how we came to be how so we know infamous, him. how right. he's so tied into American history. Yes. And it just started begin, be, um, beginning to be questioned in the 1960s with the civil rights movement and a lot of the movements that were happening during that time for mm-hmm. women's rights and all of that where history started to be reexamined mm-hmm. like heavily and Columbus started to be attributed with, wait a minute, this guy was actually... A horrible person. He never set foot on North American soil, and his um, legacy started to kind of deteriorate. But the weird thing is, even in 2020, I'm not sure what the current textbooks are saying in middle school or high school. I don't either. Um, so maybe I'm going to be off base. But I remember being taught about Columbus. No, same. Um, which wasn't that long. It was in like high what? school. Yeah. yeah, like 10 years ago, or well, sorry, uh, for me, it was man, a long time ago. Five year, five <laughs> years ago. So yeah, so things are still. Um, being thrown out there by this we, guy. We celebrated it this year. Yeah. National holiday. Came by. I think, uh, did, did some works have off that day? Yeah. I believe I knew friends holiday, that were off yeah. on that day. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Um, so here, so I have a question for you. Do you want me just to kind of go over some of the horrible things he did real quick? Or do you want me to get into the life of him? No, 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 no. And we'll go through I it. need to know, give me a meter on a scale of like, <laughs> oh, oh, one he, to super villain. Uh, not How bad su- he was this wasn't dude. a super villain. He just did inhumane things. Yeah, like horrific things. Oh God. Um, due to greed and, um, yeah, greed really. Yeah. Um, but let's just get into his life then. I'll just get into kind of where he arose. Sure. <laughs> um, and then maybe I can kind of go back through some of his uh, 
uh, diary entries. <laughs> oh God, you have diary entries? Yeah. Um. So the, his early life, uh, there's no really agreed upon date for his birth. Like we don't really know what, where he was, uh, not where he's born, but um, what time he was born. Yeah. But it's no estimated uh, between uh, even um, as early as 1436 and as late as 1455. So that's kind of our window. Gotcha. Um, but the more majority agree he was likely born between August and October of 1451. That's kind of the generally agreed upon okay. date. He's born in Italy in a town called uh, Genoa or Genoa. Sorry if I okay. um, say that wrong. Born to Su- Suzanne and Domenico Colombo. Um, the name Columbus is an English variation on Colombo, which sure. was his father's name. Um, his dad was a weaver, an innkeeper, and a seafarer. Um, ah, and his love for the ocean sailing. soon transferred. Yeah, kind of went on to Columbus there. Got it. Um, and it's said as early as ten, he would sail up and down the harbor and by himself, Columbus would, in a single man sailboat. Um, it's a big deal. Yeah, kind of a thing for, uh, you know, to his story. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. He's a sailor. <laughs> um, we don't really know too much though outside of this little period of time. Um, we do we do know his father. Made a decent income, so he wasn't poor. Okay. Uh, so he was kind of well fed, but he wasn't well educated. So it's um, by the time he left home when he was like twenty. Yeah. Um, we don't know if we went to school. Uh, it was recorded though that he was pretty smart and that he had been illiterate. They think um, by the time he was twenty when he left home. Um, you mean but he was literate? I- illiterate. Like he could, oh, that he could. He not. couldn't read. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but he overcame this uh, lack of formal education, and I guess he picked up math math um spanish and he learned like a few different languages so he was pretty um i mean he learned okay quick learner i guess um but in general it was a good i like i love how your tone suggests everything of what's coming (laughs) i just don't you're like like you don't want to give this man i don't like the nothing (laughs) i don't like the guy i'm gonna be honest with you after reading his whole story did uh, you sail a boat in a harbor at 10 years old i i don't care <laughs> I don't care. Separate every bad <laughs> I can't, thing you've man. read so you, far. After this, I don't know. Oh, if you're I know. Be able I, to. I'm probably not going um, to. Uh, in general, though, it's agreed he first went out to sea about age 14, and he worked uh, his way up from a messenger to be a. Um, uh, he worked on random ships for about six years until he was 20. Mm-hmm. Um, so he again got experience on the sea, um, coming up and down the coastline. I think I don't think it was like very. It wasn't like exploration type. Uh, Sure. Expeditions, but he worked on a. a yeah, crew everybody and, starts yeah. somewhere. Yeah, um, and there's a story uh, that isn't believed to be true, but there's a story out there about him that uh, at the age of 21 he he tried his hands at piracy. Again, I know we talked Ooh. about this uh, two weeks ago. Man, tying um, in the episodes together, all right? Uh, when under the employ of Duke uh, Rene of Enjoy, 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 sorry, God, um, <laughs> who had appointed the young man to capture a warship in Tunis Harbor, in North Africa. Uh, in route, the men with Columbus got timid and persuaded him to turn back to France and gather reinforcements. Um, but the story goes that during the night, he altered the ship's compass so that they sailed south instead of north. And then when the day broke, they were within sight of the target warship. And Columbus they managed no to rally his men to, to a successful they attack. They were already there. But many scholars dismissed this attack um, because it seems far too, he seems far too young. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I guess 21 is pretty... Uh, pretty young to be uh, head of a ship yeah no for sure for anybody so but there is a more anybody so but there is a more certain uh uh, story regarding a voyage that he took two years later when he's about 23 
um, with the destination being the Greek islands of Chios and um, and the rest of the crew spent the year um, on the island. And in 1476, at the age of 25, Columbus ventured beyond the realms of the Mediterranean and into the wider oceans beyond. Um, he was part of a fleet of five ships bound for Portugal. Oh, wow. Um, and in route, the fleet was attacked by Franco-Portuguese war fleet. And in the battle, um, ships from both sides were downed, of course, and hundreds of men drowned. Um, and Columbus was on uh, the Bacella, I think is um, the correct name, which was sunk by a French warship. And it was really only by the skin of his teeth that he lived, um, which is kind of a funny Ooh. story, which he would have never been. Uh, <laughs> um, but save all the things you could have saved, all the horrible oh things God. from happening. It, supposedly, he floated on an oar and used it as a buoy to get to the Portuguese shore at Lagos, some six miles away. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and luckily, see, this is the thing. Luckily, the people of Lagos took him and treated him back to good health. Um, yeah. So he wasn't you know, tortured, thrown he managed to make cell. his way from there to Lisbon, where he joined up with the large colony of shipbuilders and merchants. Now, Lisbon is kind of the hub of uh, this kind of world of exploration. This is where the rumors ran um, about what's out there on the edge of the world. and mm. All the gold. Yeah, it's kind of where all the, the money hub was. Just for waiting um, for someone to take it. Yeah, and returning to... So he had a lot of voyage experience here. Like, he kind of went out on different ships and got a lot of experience during this time. Um, and then re- returning to Lisbon, he learned much of the workings of the seafaring trade. Um, so this port, like I just said, this port city was a center of a lot of discovery where stories and rumors were told. Um, and during this time, so again, it goes back to his learning. He's kind of a quick learner. He always was studying. He learned astronomy and geography and celestial navigation. So he was pretty, um, again, it was into his trade. He was learning uh, all of these things to become, you know, a yeah, seafaring well, guy. You had to doing. learn some of that stuff, right? Correct. Yeah. To like to even be a good sailor across with no uh, landmarks yeah. around you. Yeah. So you definitely had to read the stars. Uh, yeah, you, you know, had to know what you were doing. Yeah, you definitely. Can you imagine being out in the middle of the ocean for days on end, not using seeing a compass anything. and stars to know where you're going? Yeah, crazy. I I I can't imagine your mentality because like, yeah, you can't question yourself a bit. You're out in the middle, like yeah. you picture for days. You're going in one direction and you see nothing every single day. Yeah, like there's nothing saying, "Oh, there's something here." Like I'm headed the right way. Is nothing, man. It's yeah. nothing until you reach your destination. Yeah. Um. So another point of note for his life was about um, 1478. He set off for another key Atlantic um, voyage. Uh, they, I don't know if he was doing pillage. I really don't know the the types of voyages these were. But I know that on his way back, he fell in love with a 25-year-old um, girl named Felipe Manes. Uh, mm, um, and she was of noble birth, family connections to the Portuguese court. Um, she wasn't well; they weren't wealthy though, um, so they didn't really have uh, where to really a place to like. It, he wasn't uh, marrying into wealth, but they did end up settling at. Um, so it had a lot of influence. Right. They so. ended up selling in a town of Porto Santo on the uh, islands where uh, Felipe's father used to be the governor. Ah. Um, so that was Governor's kind of, daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of influence for sure. Right. Is this where he started talking his ear off about, hey, I would like to you like... Know, he kind of becomes the con man. Well, a little bit of like... Uh, I, so in 1480, he has a son. 
mm-hmm. um, named Diego. Um, and shortly after, his wife dies. Um, right. They believe this was from tuberculosis at the time. Oh. Um, so Man, that tuberculosis getting everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and I think he's like 30 at around this time, okay. if that's the right kind of dates. Again, the, the dates of his age were all kind of speculated. They're kind of hazy. Yeah, because we don't know. They don't know exactly the day he was born. Right. But by the age of 30 is what's estimated. Christopher Columbus had a great deal of skill and experience. Um, he was fascinated with what lay to the West known as the Green Sea of Darkness, which is mm. what they laid anything above the, like this horizon. Um, Did you do that, Jeffrey? If you heard about something uh, called the Great Green Sea of Darkness, would you would you like? I want to sail into that. I don't. I'm not a. In the name of adventure. See, this is the thing I've talked about though before. Is I would love to sail a boat. Yeah. Like, I would love to learn how to sail sail, and that'd be um, an awesome skill. I watched some people on YouTube who have like a boat boat, and they have mm. like family, and they just sail from island to island, and they're able to um, do it through Patreon and different versions. But imagine of, turning towards nothing. Yeah crazy in fact more than nothing the stuff where all you've heard all your life is there's there's nothing we don't have a clue what's out there yeah like you don't know what you're hitting like who knows what he even believed would be out there well we know what he believed and then we're gonna get into that this son of a gun <laughs> but i mean mythical creatures and all <laughs> if you hear something like the big green mysterious yeah ocean Monster. out there <laughs> yeah. it's like i immediately think yeah. i don't know what i would run into man yeah true you never know I'm that sure could be the edge of the of world sea, that sea he believed stories. that the world ended or no, he believed it was round it okay was generally known that the world was round at this time okay gotcha. um but i'm sure there was some flat earthers out there so oh, yeah. i mean we have some now so <laughs> i would sure. i wouldn't doubt back then there was a lot probably more. more so um so by this time like i said he was 30 um and he was convinced so, like I just said, he on the edge of the horizon, he was convinced that you would hit Asia, right? If you sailed due west, like if you sailed directly west, you're gonna hit Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, and before he could test it out, he needed to gain academic support for this idea, and backing, of course. Like you're gonna need backing and money. Yeah, someone um, build me a ship. So he also had two brothers, I should mention. Um, but along with one of his brothers, he spent months going over maps and books to find evidence that would support his belief of, if I hit go west, I'm gonna hit Asia, right? Right. Um, I think wasn't his argument like this is where I was going to before and I I didn't know if this was connected or not but I believed how uh how he sold it was the idea that he was going to interrupt the the uh spice trade the what? spice trade yes interrupt it you mean interrupt it as in stop other ships from going as well as starting a brand new connection for whoever uh, he was yeah for whoever back, he back. was sailing under um I don't know if that that might have been a point of reference, but he based um, this belief on really three different kind of points that he was looking for. So I'm not sure if the if that's um, how he got people to back on him. board. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was one of the things he said of Hey, we all, you're also gonna have a strategic advantage uh, for the trades of spices. Right. Probably. Um, I don't doubt it. He would say anything under the sun to get um the deal i think sounds like it yeah oh he he's a man um (laughs) so first he believed that there was only one ocean the atlantic and that it was really narrow from what everyone thought um he believed second that the world was relatively small and that asia was much closer to europe than thought right um and then third that there was no large landmass between europe and asia he thought it was just directly there and he believed you would get there in less than three thousand miles Oh, boy. That was kind of what he ended boy, up... Boy, was he wrong. But it was all selective research. Um, sure. Like, it was 
picking out, disregarded anything that didn't go against this theory again because he's trying to build a case to bring to a king and be like, hey, um, yeah. these guys are wrong. Me. I can get you stuff. I can bring you things. Yeah. Um, he gained a lot of this, this idea and support from writings of Marco Polo um, uh-huh. and first century cartographer uh, marines of uh, of Tyre, convincing him that if he sailed due west out of Genoa, he would reach Asia in less than 3,000 miles. So that's kind of the summary there, which is interesting. Okay. Um, now, with this evidence and research, quotes. Yeah, end quotes. <laughs> he started searching for a backer. Um but the more that he was after royal backer who could garner him, the, he was more more so after someone who could get him prestige and wealth, right? Yeah. With this, he was expecting he would be able to live like no other like if he king. did this. Yeah, because you'll see. So um, he lived in Portugal for the last eight years of this. So this whole period of time lived there for eight years. Um, so his first request was made to the, um, the country king, Joa. Um, but he was rejected quickly. Um, okay. It's kind of made to be like a fool's errand. He thought it was um, kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, rightfully so. Um, so in this kind of, but it was also due to the claim that he was demanding. So for this, he was demanding one tenth of all the wealth brought back be his oh, for making this, right. you know, journey possible for um, him. Yeah. Yes, so it was all just kind of crazy and it, uh, didn't really help him (laughs) in asking for what he was asking for. Um, So 34 years old, um, I'm going to set the scene, penniless with the son to care for, he went to Spain to try to find a different backer, the different king. Um, And with him being so poor, there's a story that he went to the monastery, monastery, sorry, um, and begged and pleaded and said, I'm poor. um, And they... Helped him, and he stayed there for five months. He was able to live off on, that charity money. Yes, and we're just with them and like his son, and he was, you know, wow, um, uh, which is kind of crazy. And towards the end of 1485, he made his way to Cordoba to seek an audience with the king, Ferdinand, and Queen Isabel. Mm-hmm. Um, the audience was granted May 1st, so a year later in 8, 1486. So again, this was like over a period of time that this process was happening. Um, and Columbus and Isabella formed an immediate bond, which was interesting, I thought, yeah. um, due to they were the same age at the time and they were just like-minded. Okay. Which is, I think she was more of the, yes, cra- like go do I don't, crazy I, things. I think, yeah, the king was more reserved in keeping the power and the, the world he had. And Isabella was a bit more pushing the boundary. Okay. Um, yay women. Um, <laughs> yay women. Um, so, but during the time, so... When he did, so he made the request, but they also turned the request over to a separate investigator to kind of value its worth. Is it going to be a good idea? Is it a bad idea? Um, and he would have to wait five years <laughs> to learn um, their final decision. Oh, my God. Uh, and dude. during that time, he returned to Lisbon in an attempt to reopen negoci- negotiations with um, King Joa, but to no avail. And then Spain, after five years, denied his request. Oh, um, wow. And the main reasons were that the voyage I'm to sure. Asia would require an absence of three years, which were far too long with available technology and belief that if they did arrive, they would never be able to get back. Right. Um, and the king didn't like Columbus. <laughs> uh, here, here's the first thing. <laughs> ah, good instinct. Um, uh, that he didn't like him because he thought he was um, arrogant and vain and uh, a bragger. He was, uh. Uh, he was in like incessant bragging. Um, After coming there begging, yeah, penniless. Okay, mm. yeah. Um, now uh, the king didn't like Columbus, like I just said, but the queen um, 
assured Columbus that he would get to resubmit the idea in the future. So at this point, the Spanish um, were in a struggle against the Moors, and had this struggle has been going on for like 700 years at this point, and it was coming to a close, like the war and the struggle of it. Right. Um, and he would get a better reception, she was saying, if just wait for this to and that end. Ends. Right, he would get a better reception um, when it was finished. So on January 2nd, 1492, the Moorish city of Granada uh, fell to the Spanish. And then shortly after, the royal minister of the budget, who was friendly with Columbus, entrusted upon the queen to show favor to the mer- um, uh, the scheme. So Columbus at the time was on his way back to Cordova on the back of a mule and was intercepted um, and rushed to the royal palace for the good news. Wow. And right there, I think that we should take a break and we'll continue the story after the, the break. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. All right. We're back. Yep. Now, please tell me what happened. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's a total of four voyages, by the way, between this first one and his last, um, okay. just as context here. But for the first voyage, it took him less than 10 weeks to gather the crew um, after this news and the supplies he needed to make the voyage. Um, so um, this is kind of funny here. I, when I first read this, it made me laugh. Um, but he took three ships. Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. The Dancer. Oh my god. Uh, uh, that's yes. from a movie for those listening. Um I hope you know it. Please. If you don't. So please. He, he gathered a crew of ninety men to split between the three ships. They sailed out of um Palos on August third, fourteen ninety two. Right. And the first stop was the Canary Islands, a thousand miles to the south, where they resupplied and refitted the ships before heading out into the Green Sea. Wow, the Canary Islands. Here we go. Um, so as the weeks passed, there was no sight of land anywhere. Um, they were seeing seagulls and Terrifying. stuff. Nothing was happening, right? On the Santa Maria, they were even close to mutiny. Um, oh, and Columbus like, we're made a declaration. Yeah, and you're just the boiling point, you know? These guys are out there for weeks on end, and you're getting nothing. You think right. it's not going to happen. You think it's just pointless. Um, and Columbus at this time made a declaration on October 10th. If they didn't find anything in three days, they would turn back. And two days later, um, uh, they found land. They discovered land. Um, but here's a worthy note again about this guy, Columbus. So Columbus promised the first person to sight land a yearly pension of 10,000 um, uh, coins at the time. For life. Wait, what? And yet that man, a sailor named Rodrigo, never received this reward. <laughs> because because Columbus claimed he saw it um, before the evening did. before and gave himself the reward. <laughs> so that son here, of we're a getting bitch. into it. We're getting into it now. My boy Rodriguez going uh, out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Now this island is in the middle of the Bahamas in the Caribbean Sea populated by uh, native Indians called the Arawak. Um, they were really friendly people. Um, and some of Which them even swam out, yeah, to swim out to the newcomers. They lived in a village of communes. Um, they developed an agricultural co- economy, so they didn't have iron or things like that. They would and this is where, I'm sorry, the Canary Islands? Uh, this was in uh, the middle of the Bahamas. Oh, island, yes, the Bahamas. Um, in the yes. Caribbean Sea. Gotcha. Um, and they had no iron, but Columbus was quick to notice they had tiny pieces of gold that were worn mm. in their ears. Um, and then he then lured this. Here starts the, the shit. I think I've he heard He then this story. lured some of the natives aboard his ships and took them as prisoners. 
Um, and there his visions of a vast gold empire was rekindled when the local chief presented him with the gold mask. So he was like, oh, wait a minute. You're not getting gold. Yeah. Like, give give me all your gold. Now, Columbus had his men build a fort on the island called Hispaniola. Hispan... Hispaniola? I'm sorry. Sorry. No, you're okay. Um, (laughs) Naming it Navidad Christmas. um, And he left 39 men there. So I do want to mention this kind of quick, this wasn't a quick, hey, we're here, now we're going back, right, to tell. Yeah, they spent a lot of time that they built a fort. They spent time here, and let me get into some of this shit that was just horrible. So first off, um, let's just go down the list of horrible things he did. Tragedies. so he initiated the transatlantic slave trade um, in early February 1994. Guys, you can't see it by when first my mouth sending is open. several dozen enslaved um, enslaved slaves to Spain. Columbus described those he enslaved as well made and of very good intelligence, and he ordered the 1,600 natives rounded up and had 550 of the best males and females chained and sent to Spain as slaves, which over 200 people died on the, the voyage over. Um, oh my god! And the rest who were left. So um, you telling me he? I mean, he started. Wow. Yeah, and the the left who were, the, those who were left. The announcement went around that whoever wanted um, them could take as many as they pleased. This is the things. This is from journals. This is from things that actually like physical evidence here. This is not hearsay, um, which wow. is just horrible. That's. Um, he ugh. described the natives as so full of love and without greed, right? But he saw them as um, dumb. He thought he they were easily taken advantage of. He thought. They believed everything he said, and he could get them to do whatever they wanted. He wanted, um, wow. and according to journals at the time, um, in the journals of Columbus and his men, he bragged about how they would break native women um, through horrible, horrible things. They would violate the women, I don't like this, Jeff. and eventually get them <laughs> to do whatever he wanted. Um, and he didn't discover America. I just want to reissue that. Other Europeans had been to America that at this point, by the way, right. Um, well over 100 million native uh, people. I'm just kind of trying to cut away some of this belief here. But over Oof. 100 million native people already lived there in uh, North America. Yes. Um, that we know of. Um, Man. And they already believe. So, again, I just want to also mention they already believed the world was round, right? So this wasn't uh, at this point where uh, the whole story of him being brave and, oh, wow, he found, well, yeah, he did some horrible things. No. We already knew the world was round. That was kind of a well-known thing. There was already person who discovered america actually america right um yet this guy he's just the closest never set a foot never set foot on america uh, american soil or just new native american whatever you want to call it north american soil right um yeah so the initial slaves proved to be unprofitable so columbus later wrote let us in the name of the holy trinity go on sending all the slaves that can be sold and when slavery did not pay off columbus turned to a tribute system forcing every native 14 or older to fill a hawk's bell full of gold every three months. And if they didn't, he would cut off their hands and put it around their uh, chain around their neck with their own hands around them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Horrible, horrible, horrible stuff. So, again, when I mentioned that he comes here to this land and then he goes back to Spain, that was the kind of first time he brought people back, I think, was on that first trip right, right. to Spain. after, And he left 39 men there at this fort that he built. Um, so let me get back to that um, point in time. Um, Jesus. Yeah. This is all, yeah. Um, this is not, this is not great. Yeah. So uh, 
like I just said, he stated that he reached Asia when he got back. He started bragging the king he reached Asia, and when in fact he landed on Cuba. Right. Um, uh, he also spoke of rivers of gold and abundance of spices. Um, and he so promised, he'd go back. Yeah, and he promised with more gold from the king and queen, he could bring back as much gold as they needed, and slaves ah. too. So the slaves was all in uh, slavery was all part of this. Wow. Um, and they doubled down, and on a, a second voyage was made. Um, and 17 ships were now, like, they start out with, hey, you got three, go see, it's real. 17 ships now. Um, led, um, now this objective at this point was all about gold and uh, For Spain, slaves. absolutely. Yes, gold and slaves. That was yep. it. Um, mm. There was no more about discovery of what we're trying to find here. It was literally just gold profit. and slaves. Yep, profit. Um, and on, along the way from island to island, they ravaged, take prisoners, and demanded they be led to gold. So, like, in, along these Caribbean or, uh, Caribbean islands, they were just ravaging, like, destroying places, demanding gold, trying to find... Um, these where, people didn't have it, did they? No, no. There was very little gold yeah. um, that these people had, and, like, uh, just sad. Um, so, like, I already mentioned this story, but it, so where I have this written out was, uh, again, with no gold to be found, he then started a slave drive, um, 1,500 men and women were rounded up. I already mentioned that. Um, and over 200 died on the way back um, to being sold at auction. And still Columbus was determined to find gold. Um, 14 years or older, right? They were either... So uh, to put this in context real quick, um, within two years, the Iraq people um, were cut in half with 125,000 people being murdered uh, or, or stabbed or... Um, more murdered or committed suicide. So they, their numbers were cut in half within two years of them arriving. 125,000 people. Uh, so just horrible. Um, yeah. He established his base, um, Hispaniola, Hispaniola, named himself governor of the island, which quickly turned to chaos. Um, as most of the Europeans on the island's island were sick, and many of them were ex-convicts. So he brought soldiers, by the way, at this second voyage. It wasn't like he was bringing colonists. It was just, you know, an expedition to find gold. And yeah. he brought tough, hard men. And, uh, yeah, wow. not good. Um, so looting was rampant and barely gathered any gold to what Columbus had promised, um, queen and king. Um, oh, my God. And in 1495, yeah, this is the man that we have a Columbus Day. Yeah. Which I'm happy that there's been a re- a branding of that to indigenous well, people's day. Just that there's been a uh, re-acknowledgement of the, the history is not correct. Yeah. Uh, the idealized this guy version. should not be. I, I no. mean, I knew when I was, I, I kind of knew. Yeah. I'm not trying to make this a slander piece podcast, but it kind of is. I mean. Um, I think it's just knowledge people need to know. If people don't know, is at least some sort of entryway for them to do more research of, hey, this guy is not something we should be celebrating. Absolutely. Personally. Um. So, in 1495, a royal inspector arrived on Hispaniola uh, in the wake of worrying reports to the king and queen of what was happening That there wasn't gold and... Yeah, yeah. and that people were... Like, there was some horrible stuff happening with just rape and killing and, like, it was just horrible. Um, And on meeting them... uh, So, the inspector gathered evidence to implicate Columbus, giving him no choice but to return to Spain to defend himself before the king and queen. He then sailed back to Portugal and arrived on June 11th. On the meeting, um, he reassured them there was still plenty of gold, and he also tried to convince them he had reached um, the peninsula of Southeast Asia. 
So he lied. He tried to say, no, I, I also, I found the peninsula of Southeast Asia over here too. Like I, I did it. Yeah. Just, um, we're just one step closer. Yep. Just give and me a little bit more time. his final lie was that he told them there was a whole new undiscovered land south of the islands he landed on. And to his surprise, they were willing to overlook the bad reports. Um, they then funded another voyage to confirm this new continent. Um, he then had to wait two years. And this time it was insisted that he take colonists rather than soldiers. So it was included 30 women, 50 farmers, 20 merchants, and 10 gardeners, along with 30 sailors. Um, Led them down a, a rabbit hole that he knew yeah. for two years. He knew he was lying. Yep. Uh, yeah. He was also saving his life because he knew if he would be oh, yeah. stripped of title and, and money if he and was everything. on trial, yeah, yeah. No, he'd be done. Um, so they had six ships at this point. They went to Hispaniola. Um, the other three were uh, sent to find the other continent. Mm-hmm. Um, and land was sighted on July 31st, 1498, and the fleet soon made in at Trinidad, and for two weeks they explored the area between Trinidad and South American uh, mainland, and sailing further west, they sighted more land, and Columbus had then declared he had found the longed for undiscovered continent, which it wasn't. Um, I think I don't remember, I couldn't tell you, if I saw a map, I could tell you where this was, where he really was at at this point. Yeah. Um, anyway, but that's what he, he believed. And he was like, okay, cool. Um, I'm Found going back it. to Hispaniola. Yeah. Um, so having thought he achieved this objective, he set the fleet north for Hispaniola. When he arrived, he found the place in a state of rebellion. Many of his men had died from starvation and were fed up with the treatment they had been subjected to under the leadership. So Columbus um, set, set his brother um, Bartolome as the acting governor when he left. Um, and the rebels, here, you fix this. Yeah. And the rebels led by a man. So there's a, a group of rebels here led by a man named Roldan, um, gathering natives and Spaniards. He set out about overthrowing the government Columbus had established. And after some fighting, um, the exhausted and physically ill at this point, Columbus was forced to retreat and, um, negotiate a peace treaty, peace terms with the, wow. uh, these people. Um, and with this humiliating defeat, Columbus only desire now was to leave. Yeah. He um, just wanted to go home. Yep. And the news of the rebellion had made its way back to Spain um, by a man named Francisco. <laughs> Good man. De Bob Dilla, um, a servant of the crown and a knight. Ah. And so when he arrived in Hispaniola dis- to discover that a mass execution of rebels was underway, he put a halt to the proceedings and had Columbus and his two brothers thrown into chains. So I guess his brothers were with him at this point, by the way. Right. As well. Roped in. Um, but he was th- thrown into chains. This is Columbus, guys. Like, what all everything I'm talking about is the s- real story. The stuff of he Columbus. did to save his skin. Think about Crazy. all the people on that boat that he knew he was sailing to nowhere. He was just hoping he would stumble upon a piece of land somewhere. Yep. And like across an ocean, bringing thirty something people, innocent people. Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't know what ended up happening to the three other ships he left. Where'd they go? I don't remember. To be honest with you, I wish I would have made a note of that. But um, the brothers were shipped back to Spain at this point. Good. And when Columbus arrived back in Spain, this is the thing. The people saw him as a hero and a popular figure. And there was an outcry of what's going on, like like unrest, and was unhappy with the king for having You're him kidding. enchained. Um, and hearing this, the king um, told him to set him free, um, which is mind-blowing. Um, and... So, but he did have an he had to have an audience with the king and queen, right? He set him free, but he had like, what's going on, Columbus? What's going on? And in Explain this, it was to supposed me. to be me an emotionally to charged. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. 
and this was an emotionally charged meeting where he threw himself, it said he threw himself at the feet of the queen, kissed her hands and feet, was sobbing, pleading with him that everything so he did. So he was also a coward. Yep. Nice. Everything he did was out of ignorance, not wickedness. Um, it was not, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Dude, this guy um, sounds terrible. He's a terrible person. Um, and they took pity on him. And they returned his titles and authorized a fourth voyage to the West. No, you do not send this man back out there. Yes, they do. <laughs> um, okay, at this point, what is it? Fool me once. Yeah, shame <laughs> fool on me you. twice. Fool me three times. Fool me four times. And I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in the hopes, they did this for fourth time in the hopes of finding a direct route to Asia. So, yeah. you know, again, he told him, hey, I found it. I found this. And now I just need to find Give me a one last way. chance, please. Um, and he was ordered to stay, to stay well away from Hispaniola. Like he was like, you can't, don't go back there. Yeah. Just don't, okay? Yeah. You're done. Um, uh, so they eventually reached the offshore island of Banaca, a few miles from Honduras. And then they finally found the way to a Pan- Panamanian coastline. And here they found gold in abundance, and they spent the next few several months traveling up and down the coast where they gathered gold and then headed back to Hispaniola. Oh, no. But the weather-beaten and worn-eaten ships never even reached Hispaniola. Um, the ships were taking on water, and they barely made it to Jamaica. So they were on their way back after getting gold on the So they were voyage. like, time to get my revenge. Right. <laughs> and they were stranded here for over a year. They were stranded on this island for over a year with yeah. these ships being torn apart. Um, and they were rescued when two ships arrived from Santo Domingo. Um, and they were taken to Hispaniola because it was close by to recover. And as soon as he could manage it after he was in well health at Hispaniola, he knew he was unliked. He knew this was like, hey, I need to get out of here. This yeah. is not not favored here. He made his final voyage back um, to Spain, arriving November 7th, 1504. And at this point, he was so ill, he could barely stand on his own power, he demanded. Uh, but he came to the king and queen. He demanded his wealth, which is the one-tenth of everything at this point that has been accumulated. And oh he got God. gold and he got the land he asked for. But too little, too late. He was sick. He was over fifty at this point, and yeah. two years later, he died. And what a that, what a moral story for that, though. Yeah. Like, think of think of that moral story that uh, this whole time he wanted gold and he never got to. Yeah. Like, enjoy he had it. two years of enjoyment, but it's all all that all that wickedness and terrible shit that he did to gain that money and to save his skin at every turn mm-hmm. to be only too sick. Mm-hmm. To to do anything, he was too sick when he returned, and then he had to, he lived that way for two years until he died. With his last words being, um, there's some funny comments on this last words because everyone knows they're like, yeah, you're not going to see the big man upstairs. His <laughs> last words were, um, in the in the hands of the Lord, I commend my spirit. <laughs> and that, sir, is the life of. Maybe Columbus. he got the judgment he was due. Yeah, well, and that was the life of Columbus, and it kind of goes back to again the from then again. Years after, nothing. He wasn't thought of. He wasn't like a figurehead in anybody's mind. He was a blip of a man who Arrogant, kind of was a cowardly. hack con man at points, lied. Um, wow. Yeah, set up some horrible things. So by the time, I just want to mention this, he alone, through his actions, decimated. So there's no native people in this area anymore. Like the bloodline literally was Stopped. wiped out completely. From the time, you know, he decimated this place. There's no original native people anymore in this, in this land or this island. And by the way, this is Hispaniola was one island. 
he he like I said he was traveling around when they came back to voyages finding decimating native cult like it was just horrible he destroyed at any turn he was trying to find gold greed trying to save skin um and that was part of the whole which was the horribleness of the decree of setting out anybody 14 and older because he knew he needed gold and uh basically if they didn't they had a week and if they got their gold filled for the week they get to live or they get to have their hands not chopped off. Like, this is the things he implemented and did himself. Yeah. He was a proponent. He wasn't just a guy that he was the proponent. He was the spearhead of all of this. Um, Time to sign a petition to stop this holiday. Yeah, 100%. It's been um, way long overdue. Completely overdue. Um, and I want to see if there's another point of mention. Um I guess not, but there were, uh, rape, pillaging, killing, murder, um, decimating the population. And then natives. someone decided that he wasn't British. Yeah. He's good enough. Yeah, but he fits the storyline <laughs> because he kind of got here and he isn't uh, John Abbott. Wow. Crazy. Wow. It's amazing what time and uh, history really does to your name. It just proves how... Um, Rewritten, how it could be rewritten, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, add All of tweaks, it. and uh, he fits the bill for what we need him to be. So there he is. That's insane. Yeah. That whole thing is insane. I mean, I knew he was a bad guy. I knew about some of those things. Yeah. But um, to hear it in detail is different. Yeah. Um, Just uh, all around bad guy. Like, you shouldn't, we shouldn't be celebrating this guy. No. So th- that was kind of the real history that I could dig up and find. I'm sure there's some pretty, um, I think there's some more specific horrible stories um but my gave you the graphics. overview yeah i gave you the overview which is pretty much you get the terrible picture. things yes um not trying to sensitize like make it not as bad as it is because it, it was bad you can go through if you guys want to look up you can type in there's some good uh youtube videos i went through a bunch of articles and different real historic um accounts of his life from other people and yeah it's wow. wild it's that crazy. is wild holy crap um, but that is the real true story of Christopher Columbus. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's that's really crazy. All yeah. of it. Well, um yeah. I think that's the end of that. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> that I was kinda, really good. I brought it in heavy today. That I, was uh, heavy. <laughs> again, I I kind of like the character dives. Um I'm finding I I do enjoy like I want to do the pyramids again. I keep saying that. Yeah. Number 2, I want to do the whole general um culture of the ancient egypt i want to do that in as a whole yeah. but i do like uh these I'm little finding, yeah, character I'm finding pieces a niche here i enjoy the character dives of finding a life giving the the life detail of it giving the major points what do we know what's untrue what's real yeah um kind of giving a full full character dive which is fun well, i think this is great yeah thanks i think that's awesome that yeah no i definitely research. learned a lot of stuff today yeah that i did not yeah. know that was a lot that's the gist of that one. Well, dang. Time to sign a petition, guys. Yep. Sign a petition. Let's um, actually, there is probably some really good petitions out there. I know that there's a lot happening with um, transferring Columbus Day to Indigenous Day in a lot of different states, yeah. um, which is important. That'd be amazing. But I don't think it's everywhere. There's, we still have, So the thing about statues, I'm not even going to get into that, but I know that there's still statues. And of course, Columbus, Ohio, I saw recently in the headlines trying mm. to rename itself again because this is coming really? to light. Yeah, this is coming to light. Stuff is happening. It's like, yeah, this well, guy good. should not be the time. name of, like, we shouldn't be celebrating this dude who had, in any who did way. horrible. Yeah, in any way. 
Yeah. Um, not not at all. Mass extinction, mass slave like slaves. He was not the dude yeah. we should be representing in America. Absolutely, so, I'm with you. Um, sign the petition and like and rate this podcast if you um enjoy what you heard. It. Yeah. Um, new short mini five uh five minute history mini series. This Wednesday, right? This Wednesday. Yes. Um, and then another deep dive discussion every Sunday. That's right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it, all of you. Uh, that take time out of your day to listen to this thing. Uh, we're having a ton of fun doing this for you guys. For sure. And uh, we learned something along the way, like today. Yep. I'm Love starting it. to my little list of uh, wait, if uh, conversation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know about Columbus. Exactly. I know about the pirates. We're sounding smarter every day. <laughs> Blackbeard. I know Egypt. Uh, Roanoke. And what was the other one we did? That's uh, right. Uh, don't Isaac mean. Newton. Isaac Newton. And yeah. then the smartest man to, always, to ever live. Yeah, to ever live. Yeah. Wow. All right. We'll catch you next time, guys. All right. Bye.